Which emotion is more extreme? When a kid has a lollipop taken away and they feel sad? Or when you see a tapeworm coming out of the rear end of a cat and you feel disgusted? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So I learned some science recently and I figured I would share it with you, dear listener. Now this stuff is from psychology, which means that it is probably not true. I mean, you know, or it's half true or something, but it's still interesting. So according to psychology, I guess modern psychology, there are what are called the six basic emotions. And I guess what? Sad, mad, glad, and scared is how they used to say it, but that's only four. So now it's sadness, happiness, anger, fear, surprise, and disgust. So the ones you may not have heard about or thought of is surprise and disgust. And I bring this up because I was learning about disgust uh, today. Well, I mentioned it the other day, and I've been learning about it today. So I'll start bloviating with emotion, with, with a BS here in a bit. But anyways, disgust can be broken down into seven different types. I mean, I guess sad, happy, scared could probably all be broken down also. But anyways, disgust has seven types. So they are food, animals, body products, sexual deviance, gore, poor hygiene, and contact with death. And if you want to look up those things, um, there's some super duper best in the world psychologist who created these seven parts of disgust. Like he's the he's the psychologist who's been studying disgust for 50 years. And his name is Paul Rosen, which is R-O-Z-E-N. So if you just do Paul Rosen disgust seven types or whatever, you can find him. Okay, so that's just there's your there's your hardcore science for the day. Now I'm just gonna add in my uh, BS. So like six basic emotions. Obviously, human beings are more complex, and you know we feel more things than just six things. Like I was talking to a buddy today, and was talking about this time I don't know, years ago, but he accidentally hit a mirror on the wall with his hand. It was not an anger or anything, but he just accidentally hit it, and the mirror shattered, and it fell down like a whole bunch of knives, like crazy knives just falling down the wall and his hand was against the wall and it cut him like a mother effer and I was a kid at the time and when he started bleeding all over the place and there's a ton of blood my head got really light you know like I was like seeing stars almost um whatever I don't like blood I don't like other people's I don't like my own blood but I really don't like to see lots of other people's blood it makes me lightheaded and so I don't know if that's an emotion or not, but if it is, then that would go under surprise. Or else it's just not an emotion. And then I guess what? Sadness. I mean, you could imagine a kid who doesn't get a lollipop is sad. Or someone who's monumentally depressed for years, I guess, is sad. And then, oh yeah, my buddy was like, hey, what about love and hate? And so love, I think that falls under the happiness category. So, you know... You go to Disneyland and or whatever, or you win at poker. I guess that's all under happiness. 
But then, you know, you fall in love, that's happy. Uh, you know, you're 40 years into your marriage, you love her just as much as the day you met her, or whatever <laughs> other BS. Maybe that's happiness too, I don't know. And so like love and hate, now where does hate come in? So you got fear, anger, and disgust, that's three of the six. And I think hate, it can, it can be, I think it's related to all those three, maybe not all the time, but you know, people, people a lot of times hate the things that they fear. Like, you know, if someone, um, I don't know, if someone is uh, being mean to you, you probably fear them, and then it's going to lead to you hating them. And hatred may be part of anger. You may get angry at this person who's being mean to you. And maybe you just, you just think that person is disgusting for what they've done. And so, I don't know, fear, you know, like, you're a caveman, and you live in an area where there's a bunch of tigers. I mean, obviously, you're going to fear them. And then there's FOMO, which is F-O-M-O, -O, fear of missing out. It's like an internet thing. But basically what it means, or, you know, the stereotype of it is maybe like a teenage girl who goes on Instagram and all the teenage Instagram girlers on her Instagrammer feeder from her high school or whatever look like they're having better lives. You know, they're better looking, the lighting is better, the sunrise is nicer, uh, whatever. Anyways, so that could be part of fear. Fear of missing out. You're not as cool. Anger, I mean, that seems, that one kind of seems pretty clear to me. Like, it happens, it's not like sad, where you can be sad when you don't get a lollipop, or sad for depression for 30 years. Anger, it seems like it's usually, well, actually, I don't know. I was going to say that it's fast. It comes and it goes, and it's strong. No, that ain't true. So you might get mad, you know, someone cuts you off when you're driving, you get angry as hell. Or, you know, just think of people who watch the news, you know, you're watching... CNN or Fox News, whichever, whatever uh, flavor of politics you like. And you just, you enjoy watching it, so you get some happiness. But also, what they tell you about the other side makes you angry. So, you know, you can do that for years. You know, it's not exactly, well, yeah, none of these emotions are felt every single second of every single day. But, you know, you can be angry a lot for a long time, no problem. Now, surprise, I don't know. Like, I don't, I, mean, I don't think they do mean, like, feeling lightheaded from seeing blood. Uh, whatever. You know, you startle someone. That makes sense. I mean, that's a strong feeling. I think that one does not last long. I don't, can you be surprised? For years on end, I was surprised. I don't, I don't think you really can be surprised for years on end. And then disgust. And we'll talk about that one a little more. So I got the idea to talk about this because of disgust. Um, but let's go through those things, and I'll talk. You know, more. Um, anyway, so, again, they were food, animals, body products, sexual deviance, gore, poor hygiene, and contact with death. So, think of some examples. I mean, food, uh, rotten meat, obviously disgusting. Animals, I don't know, worms, slugs, tapeworms. Like, I saw a tapeworm coming out of a cat's rear end one time. That was absolutely disgusting. Body products, I mean, you know, number one and number two, they're both gross, especially number two. Uh, so sexual deviance, that was kind of what got me into this whole thing. But anyway, so sexual deviance, I don't know, I was talking to my buddy, I asked him to come up with an example, and he said S&M. He thought that was disgusting. So I think that's a pretty non-controversial 
thing to think is disgusting. You know, causing people pain as part of your play. The next one is gore. Apparently, the official name for this is body envelope violations. Like, your body is a vi as an envelope. And don't open it up anyways. But gore, you can just imagine, you know, you see, seeing the insides of an animal. That's gross. Some parts are grosser than others. You can just imagine. Uh, next is poor hygiene. I mean, it goes anyway, you're like dandruff. That's kind of gross. Stuff that comes out of your nose and just sits there. You get the idea. And finally, contact with death. So a lot of this stuff has came from a New York Times podcast. I don't know if I said that. But um, they were saying that people think that a rotting corpse is more disgusting than a nice, clean skeleton. And I agree. But they're both... Well, they, some people will think they're both disgusting. Some people think one of them is... Everyone agrees that a corpse is disgusting. Some people will think that a uh, nice, clean skeleton is disgusting. Like, you know, put a nice, clean skull in your wife's bed and then wake her up. See if she likes it. And so I got on to this topic because I listened to The Daily. The Daily is the New York Times podcast. comes out every day. And, I don't know, it might be the number one podcast in the world or something. Or at some points it has been. And I used to listen to it, and then George Floyd got murdered, and it got crazy woke. Like, every single day, it was just nothing but false accusations of racism against America. So I stopped listening to it, and I don't know when they stopped being nothing but false accusations of racism against America. But anyways, I, whatever, I resubscribed yesterday, and then today they had a podcast about disgust. So that was cool. And so, like, the interesting thing is, is, like, like I listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, I'm listening to, like, one, two, sometimes even more hours a day of podcasts. So I am really in tune with what, whatever, the rich and the powerful people are talking about. Because they talk about it on their podcast. You know, I'm listening to news podcasts every single day. I just, I know what's going on. And then I make my own podcast. And so the other day, I made a podcast about transgender stuff and I brought up the emotion of disgust like I didn't know there was six emotions or whatever but anyways it's just kind of funny because I mentioned disgust in a podcast and then like two days later or something the New York Times does a whole podcast on the exact you know the the so-called science exactly related to disgust and this thing, it was like a 35, 40 minute long podcast. Basically, I woke up too early. I was laying there. I had to listen to something. Because I woke up at like 5 and I don't get up till 7. But So I was listening to it basically for one reason. I was listening to the whole thing because I wanted to hear them say that people think that gay stuff is disgusting. Now, I don't think gay stuff is disgusting. When I was a kid, the first time when I, you know, I don't remember exactly. When I was a kid... The first time that someone told me what it was that two men did when they were gay, I know. I was like, oh my God, that's disgusting. That sounds gross. But anyways, now I'm, a, now I'm an adult and I don't care. You can do whatever you want. Although I wouldn't want to watch a video of that stuff. I think I, think I could get that disgusting feeling back if I watched some gay, gay uh, porn, basically. But anyways, I don't do that, so I'm not sure. I don't know if I could just watch and be like, oh, the... Acting is so good in this. 
But anyways, I was just I was just waiting to see if the New York what the New York Times would say about that. And so they they you know they said of the seven types of disgust, they listed them. You know, at one point I think towards the very end of the podcast, they listed the they listed the several t- seven types, and they said sexual deviance, and then that was it. That was as close as they got to saying that people, you know, basically it's built into human beings' DNA to think that certain gay things are disgusting. And so this podcast is not about my feelings on that, but basically it's, this this is just a scientific fact. I mean, it's not right or wrong. It's just like, you know, humans throughout history have done bad things and good things and whatever. These are just things that happened. I'm not here to pass judgment on it today. I mean, you know, many of my podcasts, I pass all sorts of judgment. Just hard and fast rules that are completely unfair. But anyways, it's not really what I'm talking about today. It was just interesting because that basically that's the political one. Like, you know, everyone agrees rotten meat is bad. Everyone agrees tape rooms are bad, etc. But then you get to the sexual deviance one and now you got whatever. You got two sides. You got stuff that people can fight over. Twitter handle at Religion of Woke and thanks for listening.